It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What's up, everybody? Wednesday night. Uh, you're, you're flying high in Bill's Mafia right now. I guess just a little 7-2 and two football team. Uh, holidays are coming up. I've been playing Christmas music nonstop on my drive down to the stadium. And I'm pretty sure I, I, I got up to a red light in Orchard Park today. And I pulled up to a little old lady who looked over at me and heard me blasting. I believe it was... Santa, you're my only gift this year, or whatever that song is. And she looked at me like with so much disgust. But whatever, I, I, I digress. I'm Matt Perino. He is my co-host, Ryan Talbot. We are joined tonight on the Shout Buffalo Bills football podcast by Channel 7 WKBW sports director, Matt Beauvais. My friend, Mr. Beauvais, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me tonight, guys. Looking forward to it. We're so excited to have you. I was... We, I have this big Rolodex of like, basically I put like every media member in the market in, in, in this big, like local bracket. And then I have like a bunch of like national people that we've had on and people that I, I'm hoping to have on. And I'm like, dude, how have we gone this long and not had Matt Bovee on the show? Because listen, I'm not trying to toot your, your horn here, but when it comes to entertainment value, I feel like you bring it on a pretty consistent basis. I think people are usually laughing at me, so it's very nice. That's very nice of you to say, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, you guys have been doing a really, really nice job. I've seen some of your last guests, even though we're all competitors at times. I don't completely hate every other person in the media. I only kind of hate most of them. So, no, so I'll, I'll try and follow up, and uh, hopefully, I'm not too big of a letdown. Ryan, you and um, well, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. This is the Shout Bills Football Podcast, brought to you by Tops Friendly Markets, your neighborhood store with more. Ryan, you and Matt have you know uh, uh, kindred spirits when it comes to the Office. Big Office fans, am I correct? Yeah. Huge, huge Office fan. I, mean, I am always rocking one of my mugs here. The, so the Bears beats Battlestar Galactica, and uh, Funko pops behind me. There's Florida Stanley. So. Yeah, love the office. I actually had a couple friends of mine drive and do a little weekend getaway to Scranton, Pennsylvania, because they're huge office fans. And they were like, well, we can't really go anywhere super far. We want to do something pretty convenient. So, you know, they went to Cooper's Seafood, they went to Alfredo's for dinner, and like, you know, they did the whole office experience. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm not probably as big of an office guy as Ryan is, but I definitely love the show. Yeah, that's cool. great. Cool little tidbit. A girl I went to high school with worked on the show. Her name was Kelly Hannon, and they named the receptionist after her. That was Kel- that was her actual name, and they and they incorporated it into the show. So that was always uh, really cool. And then they changed her name to Aaron because there was already a Kelly in the office. So that's re- that is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so let's get to business here because we don't have a ton of time today. We got a packed show t- tonight. Matt is uh, kicking things off for us. At 8 o'clock, we're going to be joined by Andrew Bennett uh, from Moshai Children's Hospital. He's the vice president of that wonderful hospital that's, uh, you know, does so much for, you know, young people in this area uh, when it comes to the health and medical field. You know, Josh Allen has been a big proponent, big supporter of his. Obviously, I think every Bills fan by now knows the story of, you know, what transpired after Josh Allen lost um, his grandmother uh, on Saturday unexpectedly. And Obviously, what transpired on Sunday led to Bill's Mafia coming out in droves and donations are up to over $300,000. We're going to talk to Andrew a little bit about that. And then maybe a little surprise guest at the end if we have time. Um, but let's start with some Bill stuff here, Matt, because we're sitting here like you know, a couple of days. We mentioned it before we went on here uh, away from the bye. And you know, this is a 7-2 and two football team that has one of the best offenses in the NFL right now, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. But without a shadow of a doubt, they have the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. We talked to him quite a bit today. You asked him a question. He had a wonderful answer, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. Here's the clip. Hey, Steph Mappleway here. Hope you're doing well. Um, I'm all right. I just, you're all right? I ate better, <laughs> better than bad, I guess. 
hey, I just asked Josh Allen how he has developed since he started playing with you. And I guess the counterpoint is, how have you developed maybe since you came to Buffalo in your first year in these first nine games? Uh, for like my maturation process, I feel like I learned so much from my previous situation um, that I kind of carried it over trying to turn over a new leaf and really handle things a lot differently than I did before. Um, I played with a lot of quarterbacks. I played on, a, on one team for a long time and having to adjust and uh, kind of apply all those things that I learned in my past situation to this current one, um, whether it's communication skills and whether it's uh, learning curve, whether it's learning a new offense, learning who to lean on, who to learn the most from, and um, pushing and thriving uh, from a standpoint of a team, team aspect, trying to push my quarterback trying to keep him positive at all times, you know, always taking the blame because I never think he's wrong. Um, he can't do no wrong. So for me, I'm just always trying to be there for him, you know, and I apply those old things that I learned into my new situation to make me a better person, a better player. Yeah, you, you know, let's let's kick it off right with this first question because, like you said, we don't get to hear from Stefan Diggs very much, but how insightful is this guy when we do get to hear from him? Oh, he's unbelievable. You, you kind of wish like you would get to talk to him two, three times a week because he's just that interesting. And it feels really, really candid. And with that specific question, I thought it was pretty eye-opening that he kind of addressed all of the things that people had said about him back when he was with in Minnesota without actually saying it. You know, there was this perceived notion that he was a little bit of a diva wide receiver and he was a hothead and he, you know, had an attitude. And he didn't say any of that in that clip, but it certainly made it sound like, hey, I know what people were saying about me when I was in Minnesota. Everybody said I was a great player, but that I had all this off the field stuff. He came here and he was like, I'm not going to let anybody say that about me here. I'm going to be a leader both on and off the field. I'm going to let my play speak for itself because as a player, he's unbelievable. And I'm going to take this quarterback under my wing and I'm going to kind of ride the wave and I'm just going to be there for him. And he's done all of that this year. I mean, they're counting on him from a football standpoint. He's got 91 receptions already in nine games. He had 93 receptions all of last season, which is just wild. So Josh Allen certainly trusts him. And you can tell that they have a really strong rapport off the field. Stefan Diggs has become a leader. I mean, I know you guys have both been out at practice. I'm at practice. Every time that we're at practice, Stefan Diggs is, you know, joking around with his teammates. He's leading by example. He's at the front of the line, the first to run the routes. So clearly he has made an impact. I mean, it's a home run for Brandon Bean. It's a grand slam. A home run isn't a strong enough way of praising it. Brandon Bean knocked this one out of the park. Yeah, and I love what you said about leadership because after one of Buffalo's losses at the end of that game where – uh, and you don't want to see the Bills on the losing end of things, obviously, but he was going around to all of his teammates on the bench and he was patting them, giving them the high fives, trying to kind of get them going. Uh, wasn't going to let a, a loss or two kind of get them down. So you're, you're right. We're seeing that leadership off the field. Uh, you're hearing nothing but great things about him in the locker room and then on the field, he's delivering. So what have you seen so far from Diggs in terms of how that has helped Josh Allen? Ooh, that's a good question. I think just from strictly a football standpoint, it's nice to see Josh have that trust with a receiver and know when things are getting messy that Josh Allen is going to be there. And if you're going to make something happen, look for your guy that you can always trust. From an off-the-field standpoint, I feel like it probably makes Josh a little bit more comfortable as a leader because he sees what Stefan Diggs does and he sees how he kind of radiates with that personality. And Josh Allen's going Josh Allen was already a leader on this team. But, you know, you spend so much time with your position groups and you spend so much time in those specific areas. And if you see, you know, kind of the approach that Stefan Diggs takes with the wide receivers and how he kind of just glows, there's something about Stefan Diggs that stands out. It seems like Josh has tried to replicate that a little bit. And they're both leading by example. And this is a lot different of a conversation, I'm sure, if the Bills aren't 7-2, and two, if Josh Allen isn't playing great football, if Stefan Diggs isn't playing great football. But they are. And right now they're handling that success well. You know, it's, I thought when they made this deal for Diggs, my initial reaction was perfect fit as a player. I thought it was exactly what Josh Allen and this offense needed because not only does it make, you know, you get Stefan Diggs and everything that he brings, and we're seeing that a league, you know, league leader in terms of receiving yards, but he allows everybody else to become the best version of themselves. And I thought John Brown and Cole Beasley last year were great. But look at the season that Gabriel Davis is having. Isaiah McKenzie touching, catching the touchdown pass on Sunday. 
He takes so much pressure off of everybody else. He was targeted 94 times last year in Minnesota. He's already at 91 in nine games with the Bills. So there's it's a perfect marriage because on the one side, it's a guy that's been begging for that respect and you know to be that number one receiver because you know when you play at that kind of level i mean you, you expect to be given that kind of respect we saw it out on the practice field today with jordan poyer kind of chirping a little bit at thad brown who had a tweet about him the other day and credit to thad brown you know he went into the into the press conference and and he didn't shy away from it he, he talked about it and um go check out that if it's uh, on social media but i thought that that was fun but in terms of digs you know it's so important for you know a young quarterback to add players around him, add weapons around him. And now everywhere you look, Matt, I mean, it's just weapons galore. Yeah, and it's I love that Stefan Diggs always acknowledges because every wide receiver, you're right, wants all of the targets, but he is always quick to point out and praise something about the other guys. He told us earlier in the year that John Brown is one of the most underappreciated wide receivers in the NFL. He said today that Cole Beasley is always open. He said, go watch the All-22 video. He's literally always open. So when you hear him praising those guys, it's like everybody's getting enough to eat here. It's not just like they're all taking away from each other. Stefan Diggs is getting his targets. The other guys are still having success. It makes them all better. And clearly the offense is driving and it's made Josh Allen's life, you know, infinitely better this year when it comes to football, just because he does have a true number one wide receiver. You now have John Brown, who was your one last year, getting way less attention from defenses, but still can be really, really relied upon. And then Cole Beasley is just, you know, a coverage beater in the middle of the field. And, you know, transitioning over to Josh, as you just mentioned him, we, we all heard the story about what happened here. He lost his grandmother uh, and he goes into Sunday's game and he delivers one of the best performances of his career. Bill's Mafia hears all about it. They respond. And as we said, well over $330,000 now. So, he said it. He said, you know, the mafia is so special. The Bills mafia is so special. In, in your opinion, what do you think makes the Bills mafia so special? I think it's kind of one of those things. The, the passion is unmatched. And I feel like that's a really blanket statement. And you could probably say that about any fan base when you're specifically talking to it. But, you know, when you see instances like this, when you see the Andy Dalton thing, I'm sure you guys remember there was the dude from Baltimore a couple of years ago who was trashing on the bills. And then everybody made the donations for him because in honor of his mother. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if you talk bad about the bills, you're going to get the heat. If there's something that goes wrong, you know, they're going to be passionate about it. But at the end of the day, everybody here understands that this is more than a game. This is more than football. And people here protect their own. And Josh Allen, from the minute that he was drafted, became their own, even though it wasn't the most popular pick at the time. And, you know, he's been a very, very solid player for them, especially this year. He's been a great player for them. And now he is he's the Bills quarterback and he's going to be for a long, long time. So this city has embraced him and they will continue to embrace him and they would do the same thing for basically any other person. It's whether it's the Bills, whether it's the Sabres, people in Buffalo are very prideful. People in Buffalo love to talk about how much they love Buffalo, how the city has a chip on its shoulder, talk about all the great things about the city. And the minute that somebody starts to talk bad about it, they get really, really defensive. And as somebody who's from Buffalo, born and raised in Western New York, I can attest to that. Like, you know, it's funny. You, you turn on the TV or you hear people joking. Why would anybody want to go to Buffalo? Why would this thing? It's like, hey, because it's awesome here. And once these athletes realize that and they get here and then they kind of start to talk about that, then, you know, people here get really, really proud. And I think that's kind of the blend. I think it's a blend of, you know, people are really proud to be from here and people are really passionate to tell others that they are from here. And a quick follow-up about Josh's performance. In your opinion, was that the best game that we've seen from Josh Allen in his career thus far against the Seahawks? It's weird. I say it's the it's probably the best game from a football standpoint. I don't think it's the most important game. I think strictly X's and O's, what he did against the Seahawks was his best game. It was awesome. And I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from that. I still think the most important game that Josh Allen has played in was the Cowboys game last year, because to me, it felt like that was the game when he arrived. 
felt like the entire nation heard about Josh Allen. It was like, oh yeah, it's this inaccurate kid who's probably going to be a project and he's not very good because all of the draft analysts told me he wasn't going to be very good. And on a national stage with literally the entire country watching, he played exceptional last year. He, he was outstanding. He wasn't doing what he's doing this year, throwing it 40 times a game, but he didn't make any mistakes. He made a couple really nice plays. And to me, that kind of elevated the Bills back into the national spotlight. They'll never be fully in the national spotlight because it is the Bills, but they became relevant again with that win. So I think for me, that was probably the most important game in the like best all arounds that he's played. But from a strictly football standpoint, when you take all the other things out of it, yeah, Sunday, he was he was dynamite. He needed to be dynamite because they needed a huge game from the offense and he delivered. You know, they've been pretty dynamite, I think, all season, this offense, considering, you know, Josh said something that I think we – we got a little spoiled early on with how good this offense was playing, how everything was clicking, that when they had that kind of, you know, few game slump, if that's what you want to call it, you know, he was quick to point out they were still gaining yards. They were still moving the football. It just they weren't finishing drives. They finished a lot of them on on Sunday. But in terms of the, the overall picture, you know, sitting here at seven and two, obviously with the bye coming up, what have you seen in these two months from this Bills team that might have surprised you that you may, you didn't expect to happen? I, I'm really surprised that this team has found different ways to win these games. And I think that's impressive. And I think that's important. You know, it's funny last week against the Seahawks, Josh Elm throws 38 times two weeks ago against the Patriots. He handed the ball off 38 times and the outcome in both of those games was the same. And I am absolutely one of those people who thinks that to win in the NFL, you should be lining up with four wide receivers and you should be throwing 40 times a game and you should be stretching the field because I think that that's really, really important. I think that's the way teams have success. But there's going to be games when you need to take advantage of what the opponents are giving you. And with the Patriots, they saw like, hey, our best chance at success here is to just run it down this team's throat. Not a lot of teams are able to do that. Teams have their bread and butter and they have to lean into that bread and butter. And sometimes that becomes a problem because you just kind of go all in when you shouldn't be. But in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the Bills show these different ways to win. So to me, that's a big surprise because I thought going into this year, the defense was going to be really good. And it was going to be one of those situations where like, hey, if Josh Allen is a little bit better than he was last year, then the Bills should be in a good spot. It has completely changed. Josh Allen is the reason they're winning most of these games because their offense is playing just really, really high caliber of football. So I think I'm most surprised by that. I'm surprised and I'm impressed by the versatility of the offense. And I'm just astounded by just the game plans that they've installed and the, the success that they've had. You know, a few minutes ago, you said going all in. I know myself, I know Matt Perino, we were going all in on AJ Klein these last few weeks saying, <laughs> we got to get this guy off the field. He's a liability. Yeah. He's not fitting into this mold. And then he comes out and we have the AJ Klein game. Yep. What did that performance, in, in your opinion, uh, how, how impressive, I guess, was that performance from AJ Klein after what we had seen from him leading up to that game? Well, it was super impressive, especially if he had searched his name on Twitter at any point during the last month and a half, because he had to know that people were dogging him and that he was probably the least popular player on that side of the ball. And it was no secret. You know, this criticism was warranted. He was playing really, really bad. He was struggling. He was the weak link. Teams were trying to find him on the field and they were taking advantage of that matchup. But give him all the credit in the world because he didn't just bounce back. He was dominant against the Seahawks. He really took that game over. You know, it's funny, a couple of years ago, Micah Hyde told us, and I'm sure both of you guys were probably there, but he said, confidence is a hell of a drug. And I always have kind of remembered that line because I think it kind of can be applied to a lot of different situations. And AJ Klein made a couple really nice plays at the beginning of the game against the Seahawks in coverage. And it seems like from that point on, he was like, okay, I'm going to be able to hang today. Like I'm going to be a difference maker today. And that's ultimately what he was. So it makes you wonder like if he would have gotten exposed early in the game, at one point he was chasing down DK Metcalf in coverage. And you're like, is that a good idea? And, and no, it's probably not a good idea, but it ultimately didn't burn them. So I, I think it speaks volume to the fact that like, this was his game and he had another day to speak, you know, to step up and he did it last week. It was Justin Zimmer earlier in the year. It was Josh Norman when he punched the ball out a couple weeks before that it was Jerry Hughes. Like defensively, there have been guys who have made statements individually in these games, you know, nine weeks into the season, this was his game. 
And it seems like after that person has made that statement in those games, their play has kind of elevated as the games have gone along here. So for Bills fans, hopefully, this is just kind of the start. Don't expect him to have as great of a game as he did against the Seahawks every week. But if he's not getting picked on and bullied, that's probably a win because he still is probably the weak link on the defense. Um, speaking of the defense and one of the strong links on the defense, Tredavious White is – uh, was on the injury report, obviously yeah. suffered an ankle injury in the fourth quarter uh, against the Seahawks. Didn't practice today. I know a lot of people have been um, in my in my mentions, in my DMs, like, what's going on with Trey White? Is he going to be available? Because obviously there's a big matchup, Arizona Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins. And I keep telling people, relax. It's only Wednesday, first and foremost. Yep. And also, like if you go back to Leslie Frazier on Monday, the way that he talked about the potential matchup between Trey White and DeAndre Hopkins on a Monday without even mentioning the injury leads me to believe that, you know, while he may, they want to be careful with this, you know, this week and maybe t- treat this, uh, you know, with, with kid gloves, I think that there's a good chance that Trey White can play. Now, of course, I could say that on a Wednesday, he could not yeah. practice tomorrow, not practice on Friday. You never know how it's going to go, but I think we're in a good spot right now with Trey White. I just wanted to add that in. But my question is, and because this is, Trey White's the answer to this question for me, but I want to know what it is for you. The injury reports all year have been crazy long. Like after like last season where they were so healthy, it was unbelievable to see how many guys that they've been kind of juggling in and out of the lineup. It's crazy. Who do you feel like when you're going into a game, they've been without Matt Milano at times, they missed Trey White for a game and he's my answer. Who's that one guy that if he's not available, not Josh Allen, he doesn't count in this because we, we know. Um, that if this guy doesn't play, you think the Bills are in the worst spot? My answer would have also been Tredavious White, but for the sake of the conversation, I'll say Stefan Diggs, just because mm. he is a difference maker on offense, and he draws all the attention of whatever the other the opposing team's top cornerback is. He is the game plan. When you play against the Bills now, it's, okay, where is Stefan Diggs, and how are we going to stop him? And like you alluded to earlier, that makes John Brown and Cole Beasley more dangerous options. And when you consider the fact that John Brown has been pretty banged up this year and has been a little bit inconsistent, not because of a talent reason or anything like that, just because he's had the injury, that starts to scare you. Because if he's going to have you know these question marks around him and Stefan Diggs isn't going to be there, then you're relying on Gabriel Davis to be your number one wide receiver out wide with Cole Beasley in the slot. And then... I don't know. Do you bring up, is it Duke Williams? Is it Andre Roberts? Is it, I don't even know. So for me, it's probably Stefan Diggs just because I think he is, a, I think when he's on the field, Josh Allen's a way better player and the offense is really, really cooking. So that's why for me, he would be the answer. Very cool. So what I want to ask you something off the bills beaten path. Yeah. What has life been like for you? Cause you've been, a sports director now over at Channel 7 for a little over a year? Has it just been a year? Yeah, it's like a year and a half. Year and a half. Checking in. What's what's life like? I, I know that uh, another real good friend of the show, Joe Biscale, you guys were a tag team for so long. You still work, do a lot of work together. But being in that role where, you know, you're calling the shots, you're doing all those things. How much, you know, how much of that has been a surprise in, in the year and a half that you've been on that job? You know, it, there there has been a learning curve and there's still a ton that I need to learn. Um, you know, it was funny. Joe got me ready for this pretty well just because he was such a mentor to me and he really handled his business the right way. So I tried to emulate that. Th- things are good. I, I, you know, I can't complain. I love my job. It's really, really fun. There are days that are really, really busy. There's days that are really, really stressful. There's a lot that goes into the job that I had no idea about. You know, it's funny. You get into the industry and you're like, oh, yeah, like I want to be a sports reporter. And I thought I was just going to have to go on TV for like three minutes a day and talk. I didn't know that all the other stuff, you know, goes into this. But th- things are good. It's it's a lot of fun. We've been doing a couple other Bill shows over there this year that have seemed to gone pretty well. So we're excited about that. It feels like now is the time to really, really, you know, especially without fans at these games. Like, you know, I know Perino, you're doing the show over with Channel 4. Like, Bill's fans want content, they want shows, they want ways to connect to this team because they can't connect to the team by just going to the game. So, you know, for us, it was like, hey, Let's bring fans closer to the game. Let's give them extra things to be excited about leading into it. So we've had a lot of fun with those shows. And it's just, I was talking to Ryan about this before the show. 
it, it was go, it's go, 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 go so much during the season that all of the days blend together and you don't really understand like what, you know, where you even are until you get to a Sunday and you're like, oh yeah, it's a game day now. And then right when the game ends, it's like, okay, now we got to start thinking about the next game. During the beginning of the pandemic, it was just sitting on my hands. I was like, man, what I wouldn't do to be out at Bill's practice or what I wouldn't <laughs> do to be at a hockey rink or whatever it is. So it has certainly been an adjustment, but it is a welcomed adjustment. I know we were talking about it before practice today. This this season could be 40 weeks for all I care. I, I just I, I'm just so happy that there's football going on and that we have things to talk about because for a while it didn't look like we were going to have it. So got to appreciate it while we have it. Yeah, and it's you know as things as real life kind of creeps in on everything, and we all kind of struggle with you know, this disease that just will not relent and will not go away. And, you know, we're dealing with what I think everybody was worried about. And that's a second wave that's, you know, even bubbling up in Western New York, where I feel like I haven't gone anywhere. Like I probably had two occasions in the last six months where I'm like, I can't believe somebody wasn't wearing a mask in Walmart or in Home Depot or something like that. People have been great in this region. And And it's showing that, you know, even if you're, even if you're doing better than a lot of the other areas, it, it's still coming back. So to your point, yeah, like I'm soaking up every day I get out there and, you know, we're homeschooling here. That's really, you know, difficult. Uh, as I'm sure Ryan knows, he's got, he's a teacher and has two kids at home. So it's, 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 it's just a different, different world. And so whenever we get to step into that NFL world, to your point, uh, we love it. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Let everybody know where they can find your work. Uh, definitely give another shout out for that Monday show because you got some heavy hitters over there. Thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, Matt Beauvais. It's Matt underscore Beauvais on Twitter and WKBW Channel 7 in Buffalo, WKBW.com. But yeah, we do the point after every Monday at 7 o'clock. It's myself, Joe Biscalia, John Murphy, and Marcel Louis Jacques. We have a lot of fun. It's a really, really good crew. And, you know, we get to talk about a really, really good football team. So it's kind of the perfect match. Awesome. Well, he is Matt Beauvais. Uh, always bringing it uh, on. Uh, he had some great clips today. Make sure you go check out his feed because you'll get all of the the really good stuff from the media availability today. And I will see you tomorrow or Friday or after the bye. I'll see you soon. I'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Thanks for having me. Yep. Later, Matt. All right, Ryan. So um, let me get some stuff in here because we are going to move this right along, hopefully to our next guest. But before we do, as always, let's pay the bills. Ready for football? Tops is. With ready-to-serve fan favorites, everyone will cheer for. Delicious family or party packs like pizza, sliders, fried chicken, barbecue, or beef on whack. Starting at only $4 per serving. Perfect for game day and any day. Only at Tops. So what has your reaction been, Ryan, as we wait for uh, for Andrew um, to, to, to what's happened the last couple days? Because, I mean, I know we've seen all of the... Uh, you know, the head explosion emojis as the, as the total has kind of crept up and crept up. And now we're sitting here at $335,000, $17,152 donations. And, you know, Bill's Mafia just continues to just be so generous and be so, you know, supportive. And, you know, I think Josh said it best in that this is a community that's built its name on wanting to be there, um, you know, for its own. And Josh has become one of one of Buffalo's own. Yeah, I, I'm just not surprised because this fan base ha, has answered the bell multiple times, has come up with these ideas. Uh, we, we saw with Andy Dalton, obviously, helping the Bills get into the playoffs in 2017 and the generous donations that they made for his foundation. We, we saw it, uh, as Matt said, the Baltimore radio host that was bashing the Bills. They made uh, donations in his mother's name and you know, as bitter as that, that gentleman appeared on social media, he was touched by the gesture uh, when he found out the the total and the amount. So the, the fact that the Bills Mafia answered the bell again does not surprise me. I think a lot of these uh, articles, obviously, nyupsyracuse.com, you've put up a few there. Uh, Pro Football Talk, I saw had one, ESPN, obviously. A lot of the mainstream media sites putting it out there, too, has probably led to other fan bases and other people contributing it as well, which you know, the more the merrier. It's it's for a great cause, uh, but it just kind of goes to show you how an idea can take off here because of this fan base, and, and it and it just keeps climbing to new heights uh, each and every day. Andrew is working on getting in. So always technically something on our show, right, Ryan? 
Uh, so right. as he does, if you guys have any questions uh, that you want us to cover, uh, some housekeeping stuff for the week. So we, we are going to be back on Wednesday or on Friday, I should say, with our Arizona Cardinals preview show. I'm very excited about that. Uh, we're going to have Catherine Fitzgerald. Uh, she covers the Arizona Cardinals for the Arizona Republic. She is an awesome uh, reporter out there uh, that does a great job covering Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Jordan Phillips, and company. So we are going to break down this game on Friday. We're going to get into that. Uh, so we probably won't get too specific in the game tonight because we're going to go so heavy uh, on that. What else is on your mind, Ryan? I mean, you know, we talked about a ton of stuff with Matt, and um, we could we maybe we should text him and say, "Hey, come back on for a few more minutes while, <laughs> while Andrew's working on his connection." But um, you know, what else? You know, going into this week, you know, what's got your antenna up a little bit here? The offensive line. Uh, I, I feel like we have not seen the five players that maybe the Bills haven't have wanted to put together, and I think we're getting really close to that. Uh, Mitch Morris, obviously, out of the concussion protocol, that's big. We, we've seen we waited so long for John Feliciano's return. Uh, you had Cody Ford down for a little while. All of them look like they could be back in action uh, as of this Sunday. And, and then, you know, that's exciting because you have Deion Dawkins. And then you probably play Cody Ford at left guard because that's where you've been playing him since week three. You have Mitch Morse at center. You put Feliciano back at right guard where you know he's can play very well because that's what he did, uh, where he played most of last year. And then you have Daryl Williams, who's been a great addition to the squad. So uh, I, I'm really excited about that possibility because one, it obviously helps protecting Josh Allen, but two, it'll also benefit that run game because there will be more weeks like what we saw against the Patriots where running the ball will be the, the point of emphasis. Can you read the question, Ryan, please, to the, to the listeners at home? Yeah, Ryan, bro, we need to get you a cool Schefter bookcase like Matt. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have the space for that right now. I, I'm hoping the next house that I have, I have a cool Schefter bookcase or something. But some big news, um, you got a, you got a light coming tomorrow. So you're not going to have that little light in the background anymore. You're going to get blasted with some stuff uh, pretty soon. Uh, so that's exciting. While Andrew is, we'll get to your questions at the end. While, while Andrew is working on his connection, and I'm going to work on that a little bit, we have a special guest. And I'm so glad that he can get in here with us tonight. Justin Hutton. What is up, my friend? How are you? Did we lose him here? We may have. Oh, technology. Technical difficulties <laughs> all over the place. Let's see if we can get him back in here. Can you good? hear us? You're yeah, good. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Awesome. I can hear Justin you, man. How you Hutton. doing? I'm great at Slinky Joe one. And I'm sure everybody's like, who's this? You didn't even intro him. Well, it's a little surprise guest because we're going to be talking about, you know, what's going on with Josh Allen and obviously all the donations that have been made. Justin actually posted uh, the initial uh, post. I believe it was on Reddit. Correct me if I'm wrong, Justin. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yep. With, with the idea to get this thing going, 17, $17 donations to Oshai children's hospital. What made you think of it? And, Man, has this thing taken off? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I can't take any of the credit for it, right? Like, uh, it's been Bill's Mafia the entire way. Um, you know, once it got onto Twitter through the subreddit mods, it landed in uh, the Bill's Mafia founders' laps. Uh, they retweeted it, and it really just kind of grew legs on its own from there. Um, in terms of how it started, really, it's just inspiration from what Bill's Mafia has always done, right? With Andy Dalton, uh, with Pancho Bia. Um, I think it was another one that we had done uh, not not too long ago, uh, very very similar. And uh, you know, we just saw I saw in the press conference uh, when Coach McDermott had talked about uh, Josh Allen's uh, grandmother passing away, and I uh, just thought it was a great opportunity to show our support for you know our guy, our quarterback. Justin, as you see this total climb higher and higher and higher, how does that make you feel though? Because again, this initial at least was your idea. So how excited are you as you keep seeing that total go up higher and higher? Oh, it's amazing, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I'm doing what little I can, you know, from from my phone here. I'm I'm down in Texas right now, um, but you know, it's it's again, it's, it's all credit to to the fan base, uh, and it's it's not even just the fan base. It's, it's fans from other teams too that have come together on this. Um, there's people from I've seen Vikings, even the Titans, if you can believe it, uh, coming in and donating. Um, Ten different countries from around the world was the last uh, update I got from Oshai uh, Children's Hospital. Um, people from France, England, uh, actually calling in their donations because their uh, the link wasn't working for them. 
so it's it's been an incredible experience and it's been really heartwarming uh, overall, especially you know given the pandemic and everything else going on uh, to see this. Well, Justin, thank you so much for coming on, man. I want to get you on here. Happy Veterans Day to you. Thank you for your service. Go follow Justin on Twitter, at SlinkyJoe1. Um, really appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right. Let's see if we can get Andrew in here. Mr. Andrew Bennett, how are you, my friend? Hey, guys. Sorry, sorry for the trouble. Oh, it's no problem at all. We really, really appreciate you coming on and oh, working through the little snafu there. Um Every once in a while, we, we have these issues with, with this, and, and so we're, we're so thankful to you. Um, oh, for anybody that's tuning in right – oh, anytime. For everybody tuning in, this is the Shout Buffalo Bills football podcast, and we have a very special guest, Mr. Andrew Bennett, who's the vice president, uh, president of Oshai Children's Hospital, uh, kind enough to spend some time with us tonight to talk about this unbelievable couple of days. I mean, it's got to be just, you know, uh, just such a cool uh, environment at the hospital right now with uh, all the buzz, uh, can you just take us into, you know, into your, into the building, what it's been like for you guys with all these donations coming in? Sure. I mean, you know, first and foremost, and, and, and I've said this at every, every, every turn I've had is, is, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to Josh and, and his family. Um, that mm -hmm. is, that is number one in all this. Um, I remember being, um, his age, I'm making myself feel old here, but, um, you know, you're, you're 20, 24 year old and you lose grandma. I mean, Graham's your, your go-to, you know, she's mm -hmm. your, uh, she's the person you, you, you rely on in, in really neat ways and, you know, someone you idolize. So I, I can imagine he's going through and he's obviously stated it publicly, um, a very difficult time and, and it's his family. So, um, you know, that's you know, fa family and caring for each other is what we're all about at, at Children's Hospital, Oshai Children's Hospital in Buffalo. And, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to him. Um, you know, as he has stated publicly, to, to have um, a very difficult time turn into um, such a positive response and positive impact on thousands and thousands of kids in the Western New York region is um, it's incredible. Um, you know, the, the, the hospital is, is just amazed. It's, you know, we're watching these donations come in from all over the world. Ten different countries have contributed. Um, we're up over, you know, 330 some thousand dollars and it's, it's changing by the minute. Um, yeah. so it's really, it, it's, it's neat. And it's, uh, it's another show of, of the, you know, we're the city of good neighbors. Is there any point in time where like the donation link maybe goes off and someone's alerted that you're, you're getting like this, this just multiple donations coming in at once because it, it took off like wildfire there, uh, after it was announced. So. I, I, from the inside, is there someone that's kind of sitting there saying, boy, we're getting like this influx of donations all at once? Yeah, our IT team is on high alert. And, <laughs> and uh, we, we let them know on Monday, we said, just just be prepared. Just, let's check everything because this the traffic here, in fact, on Monday, our web traffic was up 550% from what it, what norm, it normally is. So um, we have added a text to give option. It's... Um, Five one five 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 is the number, and it's just uh, text uh, seventeen, and that takes you takes you to the link. So we've added that, which is which is great, and um, you know we want to we want to do as much as we can to certainly support Josh, his family, and the Bills. You know, huge wonderful partner of ours for many many years. Um, none, this wouldn't be obviously happening without their support either, and um, you know it's a it's an exciting time to to be uh, a, certainly a Bills fan, a Josh fan, and uh, work in, in our space where we, we help kids get better. Go over to Twitter and you'll find um, Oshai Children's Hospital at OCH Buffalo. Uh, you'll find all the details there for how you can, you know, you know, donate, get involved. And that's what I want to ask you next is, you know, from an involvement perspective, I mean, Josh has been passionate about, you know, this endeavor, you know, being, you know, linked to Oshai, doing a lot of work with you guys. He's obviously a brand ambassador. Uh, he brings it up all the time, even in his football interviews. And so what what is that like to have that kind of personality and that kind of guy with the kind of following that he has be so instrumental in what you guys are doing? Well, you know, like any fan, the first time he came down, it was like, okay, that's <laughs> That's QB one that he's here. This is, this is cool. Um, but, but as you just kind of spend some time around him, he's such a down to earth, 
genuine, heartfelt, you know, there's no other layer. I mean, he's, you know, it's, what you see is what you get. And he has a huge heart. He, he loves these kids. And, um, you know, we, we are very fortunate that, that we have him on, uh, we'd like to say we have him on our team. Um, I don't know if I could be on the bills, so I, I don't anticipate <laughs> him ever saying it, that any of us are on his team, but, um, we, we are, we're very fortunate to have, um, you know, somebody that, you know, leads by example, um, you know, li- you know, doesn't leave anything on the field. He's passionate and, uh, he, he, he wants to see as, as many kids get, um, get better and, and, and fulfill their dreams as, as much as, as possible. And he's done that through time and, and treasure. And, uh, this has just been a, um, you know, we've had some communication going back and forth and he's just been absolutely, you know, overwhelmed by the response, um, as, as we have. Yeah. What, what does this say about the Buffalo community? Well, our fans, um, including myself, <laughs> there, there, there's no, there's no other group of, of sports fans like, like the Bills fans, um, and really the Buffalo fans, Buffalo sports and in general, but, uh, you know, our, our beloved Bills and, and we're having a good year. Um, a lot of good energy behind what's, what's happening with the team. Uh, we've got a great, great unit, great, um, great, great setup out there. And, um, we wish them nothing but the best and it, you know, Buffalo's Buffalo continuously shows we step up and we have each other's backs. Um, most of the time it makes the air because there's a snowstorm and we're digging each other out from, from behind the snow piles. But, um, it really is a, a, a community within there's communities within communities. And it's a, it's a, you know, it's no different than, you know, the Buffalo, uh, Rochester's and Syracuse. It's, it's just, um, it's a very Midwestern feel and, and people, people take care of people. And I, I noticed on the website, when you, when you la- get to the landing page, you can kind of indicate what you want your donation to go to. So could you elaborate a little bit on what people can, can choose and what, where all this money is going to go to, to help? Sure. Um, so I'll start with the last part of that. Um, we're working with Josh on, on that, that topic. Um, we, we really want to keep, his grandma in the forefront with this. That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're getting to get ready for a game on, on Sunday. He is going through a whole range of emotions, obviously, right now, as he said today in his interview. Um, so over the next couple of weeks, we will we will be you know coming out with more information on, on exactly how this is all going to kind of be st- structured and set up. And but, you know, it's it's with his intentions at, at heart um, and, and what that those would have been of, of his grandma as well. Um, but when you, when you do go to the page, you can, you know, you can choose, um, areas great of greatest need. You can indicate, is there a particular area of the hospital you, you'd like to, to see this impact? And of course we see all those. Um, but you know, we're a level one trauma center. We're a level four NICU. Um, that's the highest designation you can have in those two areas. Um, we have dozens of surgical, um, pediatric subspecialists. Um, so we're the only institution of, of its kind in, in the eight counties of Western New York, and, and we service those eight counties and, um, and, and into northern Pennsylvania as well. So um, the, the need is, is always there. It's, it's ever increasing through COVID, um, especially in areas like behavioral health. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to be working with Josh and his family and his team to you know, put, uh, put these dollars to good use. Yeah, that's fantastic. It looks like we lost Matt there for a minute. Uh, oh, and he's back right on cue. Happens all the time. For whatever reason, nothing likes us tonight because I guess YouTube's down right now. We stream these on all the different platforms. So it's uh, we people are in the comment section on YouTube, but they're not actually able to see this. So everybody's going to be able to have to go back and listen to the, to the audio version. Um, I guess, you know, any final thoughts in terms of you know, what you want people to know about the hospital, what you guys do. Obviously, this is passionate to Josh, which means, uh, you know, it's going to be something that everybody else wants to get involved in because they're so passionate about him. How can people get involved with the hospital? Sure. Um, our, our website is for and it's F-O-R-O-C-H dot org. Um, when you get to the site right now, you see the live ticker uh, with with the updates every five minutes on, on the uh, over 17,000 donations that have come in um through through this incredible movement um but you know we have patient stories testimonials on there with with the kids and the families and they really tell the story best um they've lived it they've they've been there they've 
they've gone through that experience. Um, you know, I, I children's hospitals, I got involved in this world. Um, I certainly didn't have the appreciation I have now for what an incredible institution um, all children's hospitals are, but, uh, you know, certain passion for our ours here in Buffalo. And it really is a community's commitment to having a children's hospital. Not every community has one. And it is a big investment because um, they, they take a tremendous amount of charitable giving and philanthropy and community involvement to make them successful. Um, you know, taking care of our kids, I've, I've always believed is kind of my core. That that's the greatest responsibility of any community. And those that have a children's hospital are, are you know, meeting that call in the, in the highest way possible. So, um, you know, I would check out our website, you know, always reach out with questions. Um, unfortunately, from like a volunteer standpoint right now, we're, we're limited, obviously, mm-hmm. um, with visitors and restrictions. Um, but, you know, it, it, it does get cliche, you say every dollar counts, but I can absolutely attest and assure you that every dollar does count. Every donation counts, whether it's a teddy bear or a board game um a you know a nintendo we set whatever it is they are put to good use because there's kids that are there sometimes for you know weeks on end and they don't want to be there but it's our job to make sure that they're they're comforted and they're they're healing and you know they leave there um happy and healthy well awesome stuff um thank you so much for carving out some time tonight getting through the technical difficulties we really appreciate it and good luck as uh Maybe you guys charge to five hundred thousand. We'll see how we'll see how far this thing goes. We we will see. We will see. And uh, go Bills on Sunday. Awesome. Thanks so much, Andrew. Have a great night. Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye bye. So uh, Ryan, let's do a quick. Um, oh, we did our commercial already, right? We did. Wow! Look at us. We're just <laughs> we're getting so many things done here. Uh, I wanted to take a look at the comments. Uh, there were a couple of questions I want to answer those, but first, before we do, I I pulled this Josh Allen clip from today. I want people to uh, be able to listen to it. One second. I saw donations coming in um, quickly after the game, and it got to five thousand. I was just like, holy, holy crap! I got it's a lot of money being raised in her honor, and and now we where we're at is is just crazy. And uh, words can't really describe you know, how I feel, how my family feels. Um, every time I call my parents and uh, let them know, you know, the new number, they just start bawling all over again. And to know that people care and that so much good is coming out of a tough situation, um, you know, it, it means it means the world to myself. It means the world to my family. Um, you know, it just shows how this Bills community and this Buffalo community rally around each other. And that's that's what you know, they've been known for, and that's what they're still known for. Um, you know, for just one guy to put it out, they'd be like, hey, let's, let's do this in, in honor of her. And um, it's, it's, it's a truly special place. And um, I know my family is forever, you know, in, in, engraved here and um, myself included. And, um, and I, don't, I don't ever want to leave, obviously. And uh, I want to play here for, for as long as I can. And um, give back to the community and give back to Bill's Mafia here. It's overwhelming for sure, um, but so much good is coming out of, like I said, such, such a um, tough situation that, you know, you, you can't help but smile at it, and uh, it, it it's, it's unbelievable. Some, some good stuff there, man. I mean, for a couple of guys that grew up in this in this region and – very familiar with this football team and the franchise and the history and some of the things that have been said about the city and you know the way that people locally have taken those comments even from people that have come into town and played for the bills i mean i correct me if i'm wrong i I believe it was robert woods i can't remember now no it was um matthew jordan matthews who came in and said the only thing Mm. that there is to do in buffalo is to make babies right i mean that made like national headlines and you know all the slights that to have a guy that comes along that embraces it, but not only embraces it, but wants to be here. Like that's a big deal. And that's something that I don't think people that aren't from here can really fully understand. It's not just, Oh, I roll Buffalo, just wanting attention, wanting this. It's, it's, it's a bond and it's a unity and it's something that, you know, it's just something special. Yeah. And it goes together. You know, there's that bond from the fan base. Now you're seeing it from, from Josh Allen and, and saying, I want to play my entire career here. I want to play as long as I possibly can. Uh, it, it's a testament to this fan base. 
and and having a quarterback like Josh Allen, you know, it's a testament to him as well because, like you said, we, we've seen players come in and say there's nothing to do in Buffalo. Um, and I know he he was originally from California, but he played college ball in Wyoming. I'm sure that uh, helped with that transition to Buffalo a little bit, but anyone can make the best out of their situation and, and Buffalo will never get confused for Los Angeles, Las Vegas, anything like that. But you, you can make this your home. You can find things to do and, and you can make this place better with relationships like he has with, with O'Shea hospital. And, and the fact that we're now talking about uh, possibly going over uh, $350,000, maybe by the end of the night or by tomorrow morning, that's just unbelievable. Let's get back into a little bit of bills here. This has been a real wonky show today. I apologize. I mean, just so many little different snafus. I mean, just, and YouTube's down right now. So that entire audience isn't getting the show. I apologize for this. Hopefully you guys can get it on the audio platforms. We'll, we'll upload it uh, after it's done. Hopefully YouTube will be back uh, kicking here in a little while. But you mentioned the offensive line um, before we moved on. And shout out to Justin for coming on quickly uh, just to talk about, you know, what inspired him to put that post out. It was a, that was great for him. He's actually deploying. Um, uh, he's down in Texas, like you mentioned. So happy, uh, you know, th- thankful to his, for him, to him and all veterans today for their service. But um, you mentioned the offensive line and, and maybe finally arriving on that combination. Mitch Morse returned to practice today. Uh, if he can go this weekend, you could really be looking at your first, um, you know, as close as they've gotten to what they, you know, are envisioning. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do when Cody Ford's right and able to go. I don't think he'll be able to go this week. We'll see if he practices tomorrow or any point this week, but for him to come back and go out after not even 20 snaps, I don't, I don't think it it looks too good. They probably want to give him the buy to, to rest things up. But I think, and again, I'm not a film expert by any stretch of the imagination. I like to go back, watch the film from a very amateurish um, standpoint and see what I can take away from it. I tweeted out a video actually today. I was so proud of myself. I watched a, uh, a clip and I, and I really saw the way Josh went through his read was the Isaiah McKenzie touchdown and you know what he did with his eyes in the play. And, you know, I, I try to like, just, you know, teach myself and, and go through that process. Like, you know, an amateur should that's trying to develop. And one thing I've noticed is I think that, Brian Winters is playing a little bit better as the course of the season has gone along. He's gotten more comfortable. Yeah. And that's important too, because while I think when you have your best five guys out there, he will eventually kind of move back to that uh, reserve role. He can still come in and play valuable snaps. You can move some guys around here. Uh, If you don't want Mitch Morse coming in and throwing him in there to a hundred percent snaps, you can slide Felician over for a few series. uh, And then that lets Winters get in. So it's good to have players like that. Winters has been playing better. You you still have guys like Ike Bucker and uh, waiting in the wings who put together some good football after starting out with some struggles there. Uh, Ryan Bates, Mr. Versatility. So the depth will only be better if if they have everyone that's finally healthy because for a while there, especially last week, you're like, oh boy, this player's down, this player's down. And, and they were for short periods of time in that game, mind you. But it got a little worrisome. Like they're going to run out of guys here sooner rather than later. Let's. Uh, I touched on it at the beginning of the show. Maybe we should, you know, get into it here, and so people really um, understand what I was talking about. Uh, I guess Jordan Poyer uh, was chirping a bit at at Thad Brown today on the practice field uh, after a tweet that went pretty viral yesterday from Mr. Thad Brown. And I work with Thad Brown on the, on the channel Four pregame show. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, spending some time with him, getting to know him a little bit. I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap. Uh, he is a Jets fan, um, but he basically took a tweet from uh, Sal Capaccio that kind of compared Jamal Adams and Jordan Poyer since 2017. And, you know, numbers wise, Jordan Poyer is right there. And, like, I think Jordan Poyer has been one of the best kept secrets, you know, at the safety position, maybe pound for pound at any position for a long time since he's been in Buffalo. I think he's been playing at a super high level. The numbers are there. Uh, he, he makes big plays. I mean, you go back to that New England game last year, huge, huge game. The division is on the line. What does he do on the first possession? He comes in and causes a huge turnover with that punch out on that big run from Rex Burkhead. He is an opportunistic player. He's made so many big plays over his Bills career. And, you know, for as good as Jamal Adams is, 
I kind of get the, 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 the argument that you'd want to say that I'd rather have Jordan Poyer because he makes more plays. He's part of a winning culture everywhere that Jamal Adams is gone. You know, what is it equal that I know he's a great player. He's an elite blitzer. Like let's not, you know, confuse things. I think he's probably the best, you know, pass rushing defensive back in the NFL today. But when it comes to just all around football player, I'm perfectly fine with Jordan Poyer. Yeah, I think Jamal Adams is a fantastic linebacker, but he plays safety. Uh, so I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Did you s- listen in in coverage? I I know that Thad says that Jamal Adams is fine in coverage. I think he's kind of a liability in coverage more times than that. if you put him against a a quality receiver. Uh, Stefan Diggs obviously is, is a premier receiver and left him in the dust on one of those plays that was uh, highlighted quite a bit on social media after the game. Adams is good at what he does. Like you said, blitzing, coming off the edge, uh, playing closer to the line. But Poyer is a true safety. He, he makes plays back there. He, he forces turnovers, a lot more interceptions than, than Jamal Adams. Uh, the, the Bills, and I still remember this because they signed Poyer and Hyde on the same day. And I still remember the Bills Mafia being so excited about Hyde and then kind of being like, who's this Poyer guy? Uh, or wasn't that the guy that had the laceration or the injury with the Browns? There wasn't a lot known about him, but kudos to the Bills. Kudos to Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier for, for identifying a guy that would be a great fit in that defense because he has been a great fit. And, and more importantly, he's been a tremendous value. Even with this new contract, he is still an, an unbelievable value for this uh, defense, for this team in terms of what he provides on a game-to-game, week-to-week, year-to-year basis? Uh, the tweet was, I couldn't find it before, uh, Thad just took sales tweets comparing the uh, their, their, season, their seasons from 17 to 20, and he said, Jordan Poyer is a very good safety, having a superb year. Jamal Adams is better. And, you know, people, you know, kind of go into the fact that, you know, like I mentioned, Thad's a Jets fan and, and, and probably has a little bit of bias there. And he even admitted uh, there might be some bias. So, um, but it is what it is. I, I think it was all good, good natured banter. And, you know, I think what I took away from it is like, you know, I know that they like to keep the process, like, you know, <laughs> blinders on. It's all about doing your 111th and this, you know, keeping it in they do see some of the stuff that's written. And even after the game last week, when they said, I thought our defense, Micah came out and said, I thought our defense was, they pay attention to what people are saying. And, you know, I think that there are high hopes for this team. And there should be, because I think there's talent everywhere you look on this roster and you have, you know, uh, what we thought was coming. And that's not a pat your back, uh, pat on the back type of statement. It's just, it is what it is. I've, I think we've both been saying pretty consistently that, the potential for what Josh Allen could be if you put pieces around him. We saw it in plain sight over the course of the last 16 months. Now we're seeing it in absolute super drive. I thought like, that's another funny thing. Like the step from year two to year three, what I envisioned in my brain was, you you know, a little bit more modest. I don't think it was what we've seen in like 400 yard games. I remember what are we two months removed Ryan from when you came out with your, with your, uh, your, what was it, the, the kazoo and yeah, uh, the, the whole party. <laughs> yes. The yes. Whole party and you're like 300 yard game. We never have to talk about it. I mean, I think he's had more over 300 yard games in 2020 than he's had below 300 yard passing games, which is pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. And, and I'm with you right there. I thought we were going to see, another step of development. I didn't see 300, 400 yard games consistently being the norm here this year. You know, I I thought Allen would take the next step. I thought the defense would kind of stay at that high level that we've seen from them in the last few years. The defense has come down a little bit because again, didn't have the true off season. It's a lot different without fans there. Josh Allen, who we thought would be around here has been way up there. And, you know, you're, you're still going to get some performances where, you're like, oh, what you know? What happened there? Maybe it was the weather. Maybe it was the uncertainty. But in these regular games where he's had a, a full week buildup, a, a week to prepare, he's come out and he's played pretty much lights out, and he's followed the game plan to a T. People aren't going to go back to that Patriots game as one of his best performances of 2020 because when you look at the final stat line, it, the numbers are pretty pedestrian. But if, if people ask me top three games of, of 2020 that has a chance to kind of get squeezed in there because Bill Belichick was trying to trick him. 
make him see things that weren't really there, fool him into making the wrong decisions. And he was making the right calls at the line. He was making the right audibles. He was making the right throws. So it's not all about the final stat line either at the end of the day. I've seen so much growth from him in terms of uh, reading the defenses properly, making the right audibles, making the right reads, delivering accurate balls, and letting his wide receivers uh, do the work after the catch. So his game has definitely transcended a lot further than I thought it would here in year three. All right. I see our numbers starting to shoot up. I'm wondering if YouTube is fixed. Um, but we are going to get out of here. I wanted to keep this one under an hour today because we were going to be back on Friday with our big Arizona Cardinals preview edition. I'm going to go hard. We have a great guest. Um, I'm very ex excited. Uh, Catherine Fitzgerald from the Arizona Republic is going to join us to break this game down. Uh, so many different nuanced discussions to have. Uh, Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen. Buckle up. It's going to be a fun one on Sunday. Uh, for Ryan Talbot, I am Matt Perino. Make sure you go and find Shout A Football Podcast on all of the audio platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, um, Apple, of course. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps us out. And I think that's it. We're sponsored by Tops, your, your neighborhood store with more. Make sure you go hit them up on game day. Get all the goodies that you can find. And we'll be back on Friday. Ready for football? With every game a home game, Tops is ready for you with its TV a day giveaway. For six weeks, every day you shop is a new chance to win a massive 70-inch 4K TV. Shop Tops for the best deals in town, in-store, or online to win. I wonder if we can win a 4K TV. 